Oh, but good morning, guys. Um, I'm going to talk today. I just feel like God is that worship. You know, he says, open the doors with Thanksgiving and praise. And I feel like we did that. I feel like it opened. And I'm going to talk about being full of favor, being favorful today. And I'm going to get right into the word. How many of you guys want favor? Like, like it's good to get favor. I like to have favor in my life. So I'm going to talk about that. And we're all going to just be surrounded in that. It's going to be good. So let's just pray, and then I'm going to get right into the Word. Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you that you are the giver of all truth. Lord, that you provide all favor. All good things come from you, Lord. I thank you that you protect us, you keep us, and you call us into our destinies, Lord. You are good. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so in James 1, 17, it says, But whatever is good and perfect comes from God, the creator of all light, and he shines forever without change or shadows. That's good. So if it's good, you have anything good in your life, think of anything good that comes from the Lord. Every single good thing comes from God. That's pretty good. It says it doesn't even have a shadow. That he can't, God doesn't even cast a shadow. It's complete light. That's pretty amazing because almost everything that there's, because he is the light, he can't cast a shadow. God is good, and I look at his favor is not dependent on us. Like, oh, you're acting good, so I'm going to give you some of my favor. You're doing all the right things, I'm going to give you some of my favor. Yet his favor is actually not dependent, dependent upon us, whether he's, it doesn't matter, he doesn't have good and bad days. Every day in the Lord is a good day. God doesn't have a bad day. Even when Jesus went to the cross, you'd think, Lord, this is probably a bad day for you. And the Lord's like, you know what, it may feel bad. Even for, you know, that that probably was sorrowful for the Lord to be like, this is the only way I can bring humanity back to me. But I, I'm going to have joy in it because I know this isn't a bad day. This is a great day. This is a day that we have victory. So God doesn't have good and bad days. And he's like, well, I guess I'll bless you, give you grace and favor today. But today, you know, I got up late and I'm tired, so nobody's getting any favor. We might do that, right? You get woke up too early and your kids come in. They might not get as much favor as when you, you know, had breakfast, had your coffee, you know, just had a great morning, right? They come and ask for something. I mean, we all learn this. Not just kids. We learned this when we were younger. Like, you know when to ask for something from mom and dad. You're like, don't, not right now. When my kids, when my kids volunteer to be like, do you want me to rub your feet? I'm like, What's happening? You know, like, they want something. I mean, but I rarely don't say no to my kids because they're just so cute. I'm always like, they're like, can we do this? I'm like, yes, even though I'm like, yeah. Like, I think I'm a yes mom. Am I a yes mom? Okay, good. On good things. I mean, you guys answer. But it's like, it's so hard. Um, I think it's because I'm like my father, right? We, the more time we spend with him, the more we become, you know, like our father in heaven. Uh, that was just a fun one, but. You know, he never removes, do you know that God never removes his favor from us? He, he never removes his favor from us. We may move ourselves out of his favor. God's favor is surrounding us and we're like, mm, and we push ourselves out, but God doesn't. Even if we're being, making a mess and having all this chaos, God doesn't remove his favor um, from us. God does not hold things against us. Isn't that amazing? Like, because it's easy to hold things against people sometimes. It is. I mean, human nature, that fall part of us, 
That's, that's natural, but God doesn't do that. We don't have to worry about falling out of favor because of failure. Um, his favor is always for us. Always. Always for us. You know, sometimes we get a double portion. That's when we really feel like, oh, I must, I have the favor of God on me. Well, you always have the favor of God on you unless you choose not to. But sometimes we get that double portion where it's like an overflowing season. You have you ever had those seasons? And then we get so accustomed to that, like when we're just in like the normal amount of favor, we're like, God's favor must have been moved from me. Why are you still alive? Are you breathing? Are you walking? Are you able to preach the gospel? Okay, then his favor is definitely still on you. But did you get a check for $500 in the mail that week? You know, did you, did you get healed? Did, you know, may, I don't know. I mean, I like those ones. I'm like, can I always be in the overflow? And God's like, you know, sometimes you have to learn. But I mean, it's, it's kind of like that where we start thinking, oh, God removed his favor or he put it on me. You can have abundance, but if we feel like we are really out of God's favor and grace, it's not because God took it from us or because of sin that we did. We removed ourselves from that. We said, we don't want that, God. We want sin or we want bitterness or whatever it is. We removed ourselves from that. God didn't take it from us. He doesn't do that because it's his, his favor overflows naturally into our lives because he loves us. Because he loves us. He's our father. We're his children. And he said, you're going to receive the inheritance of heaven. So it's natural for that to overflow into our lives. So you guys, I don't know if you've heard the story of the prodigal son, or um, you may have heard at different times, but basically the prodigal son, the guy had two sons. He loved his kids. He's like, they're the most amazing kids. Kind of like, I'm pretty sure if he had a Facebook, he would have all been pictures of his kids, okay? Um, but he loved his kids, and he was, he had the money, okay? He he had land, and he was very wealthy, and um, his kids could basically have anything they wanted, right? And his 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 one son's like, you know what, I don't know if I like living, you know, in the country. I want to go to the city. I want to do what I want to do. And he's like, okay, I'll give you everything. Here, here's all your money that, you know, is your inheritance, and you, you do whatever you want. I love you. And as we know, the son went out and he did everything he wanted. And then he realized, you know, wasted all his money, wasted his inheritance. And he's like, this is not a good life. The pigs have a better life than me. If a pig has a better life than you, we might need to make some changes. Right? Um, so he said, I'm going to go back to my dad's. Even if, even if he, even if he says, you can be a servant in my house, that's better than where I am now. Like, I will even, I will do every chore he, he asked me to do. If I'm just going back, you know, because life was good there. So he goes back, and I love the part where it says his dad saw him from afar off. That means every day that he was gone, his dad must have been looking for him. Why would you even see? You would, you would, unless you're looking in the distance for something, how would you know? You know, if you weren't looking, they'd just sneak up on you and be like, I'm home, you know, like, my, you guys don't understand. Like, I used to scare my husband. I thought it was funny. This went on for a lot of years. Now the tables has turned, and he does this to me all the time. You know, I wasn't looking. I wasn't prepared for it. So that's the same thing here with, um, and he scares me all the time. It's just funny. But the same thing with that prodigal son. Like, if, if the dad wasn't looking for him, waiting, expecting him to come back, he wouldn't have seen him from a far way off. And when he comes back, he's like, oh, dad, I did all the strong things. Like, I don't even care. Like, Somebody get him, get him the bank account, which was the ring. Back in the day, you had, if you had the family ring, that was like your signature into everything that was the family's. Get him a ring, put him on a roll, let's 
we're having the best meal. You know, for me, that would be like barbecue ribs, you know, things like that. Like, we're having a huge meal. We're having a party. This is awesome. I'm so glad you're here. He didn't ask where you were. What were you doing? Why don't you have any money? You know, why do you smell bad? (laughs) He didn't do that. And I thought about that. You know, he chose to leave the favor of the father's house. The father didn't say, go out and make your own way, or this is mine, and you got to do your own thing, and, and I can't believe you did that. No, he chose to leave the favor of the father's house, but his dad did not withhold it, remove it, punish him by taking anything away. And even when he came back, there was no, like, you have to do this, this, and this to get back into right standing with me, right standing with the family, right standing with the father. And I, I look at that, and that's how we need to look at how God puts his favor and grace on us. He's not like, well, you stepped out for a little bit, so you got to do this to get back in. you got to do these things. And, and I, you know, God does want us to forgive, and, and he wants all these things, but he's not like, well, I don't love you when you, when you make a mistake, when you make a bad choice, when, when you re- even rebel against me. God still loves us. Because none of us really deserve any blessing or favor we receive from God. What did we really do to receive somebody laying down their son for us? Would anybody be like, oh, for my friend, I'll kill my children? No, we wouldn't do that. So we haven't done anything to receive, to deserve any blessing and favor that God has for us. And sometimes I think we look at somebody else, and they're like in this season of like receiving like, it seems like the blessing is just huge on them and favor is going, every, you know, they're just everything. And you're, you know, and you're over here and you're thinking, why are good things happening to them? They don't even serve you. You know, they're doing whatever they want and here God's doing this, this, and this for them. I mean, let's be true. Like, I've been some sour grapes before. Right? We don't say it out loud because we're trying to be all righteous, but, you know, in here, in here, we felt that. When it's like, why is this happening to me? I'm coming to church. I'm, I'm, I'm believing. I'm reading my Bible. I'm loving you, Lord. I'm giving. I'm serving. And here, this person's out there running amok and they're just saying they love you. And you, boom, 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 favor. And you think, why is, why are they getting that? You're right. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve God's goodness, goodness when you're in sin, right? But neither do you. Because it's not something we can deserve that we can work towards. It is free. It's what God offers to anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Said so God lets it rain on the just and the unjust. Because God is good, he sent his son to pay the price for all mankind, not the ones we deem acceptable. I think that as hard as as humans sometimes we think that we have a great um, standard of what is acceptable or what isn't. And God's like, I, I chose to love all mankind, not conditioned on their choices, their decisions. It is conditioned on the blood of my son, Jesus. And when we see that, I think we see people differently. And, and we think about, I think we can be happy for people, even if, I mean, I think it is, it's hard sometimes when you see someone in a season where it is just amazing and you're struggling, you're in a tough season. But I think the long, the more I understand that God puts his favor and grace 
on on all people because he created us all, whether we chose to serve him yet or not. And you can have joy for others. You can be excited for other people. I mean, like, oh my gosh, you know, like these guys are moving into their house this next week. It's felt like, I mean, I think it's been a few months, but it's felt like five years. So maybe 10, but you know, instead I could be like, I want a new house. My roof is leaking. I had to put a towel out, which I did. You know, and this and that. And you know, I've served you, Lord, why I can't. You know, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm going to bring things over and mess up their house. No, so, <laughs> no, no, sorry. But like, you want to be excited for them, right? Like, we're not like, you don't want to be jealous. You want, you don't have that sour grapes. You want to be like, this is amazing. Thank you, Lord. And I think the, the more we get in understanding that God is good and, and we're not, we're not the ones to judge who should get his grace and favor. I think we can have more joy for each other. And when we do, that attracts goodness to you. I, the, the more time I have spent in looking at the good of people and loving people, the more the negative people seem to just fall out of my life. You know what I mean? I don't have to have a, a, a big blow up with them. I don't have to have a conversation with them. It just, they just, darkness can't stand in light. So if you stand real, right next to the light and it's, it's everywhere, darkness can't stay there, can it? That's good. So, we need to seek God's goodness out. We need to seek it. We need to be looking for it. You know, seeking it daily. Expecting God to do good things. Not just for ourselves, but others. You know, rejoice when we see other people receiving blessing and favor from the Lord. We need to be on the lookout for that. Not just be like, wonder if things are going to happen today. Yes, they are. They're happening every day. God's goodness is all around us. Just be on the lookout for it. So in Ephesians 1.18, um, it says, I pray that God will open your minds to see the truth. Then you will know the hope that he has chosen us to have. You will know that the blessings of God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. He's saying, I want you to open your eyes. I, mean, I want you to open, basically he's saying, you're, you know, open your minds it means be able to, to understand, not just visually see, but to understand that I've chosen you, that I have blessings, that I have promises for you, and, 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 and they're rich and glorious. That's, that's good. We serve a good God. You want to know why worship was so anointed today? Because we were just talking to God about how good he is. Some worship songs are... Um, you know, us talking about different things and God providing us. But do you ever notice the difference in the shift in the atmosphere when we worship and are just talking about the goodness of God, that you've done all of this because you're good? Because that's what God says. He says, you can change anything. Open the gates. You want, you want my promises? They're behind the gates, and the gates are opened only by thanksgiving and praise. And so, you know, don't just open that little door and say, well, God, give me my promises. He did promise them to you. You do have the right to say, you know, God, you promised me I want them. Just like the prodigal son. You said I could have my inheritance. Give it to me. But how much better coming back and, and opening his arms to his, his son and saying, come on in. I got everything for you. You came in humble. You came in the right way. You were saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a good dad. I'll have good things for you. And open those gates wide. And because favor surrounds us we just have to be able to see it 
We just have to be able to see it. And we can draw or repel God's favor by our attitudes, by our mindsets. God doesn't remove it. We become the repellent of our own free will. We do. God doesn't say, I don't like how you're acting. Get that favor out of here. No, we become the repellent by our attitude, our choices. So if you want to increase and stay in favor, how many of you guys want to increase in favor? Come on, I do. Come on, I want that. Which God wants for you. We must look at our mindsets, our thoughts, and our attitudes and begin to anchor ourselves to God's goodness. Don't anchor ourselves to bitterness. Don't anchor ourselves to our problems. Don't anchor ourselves to jealousy, you know, or bitterness. We need to anchor ourselves to God's goodness. You know, that's a good way to say That means have the fruit of the Spirit. It means you're loving. You're joyful. You carry peace. Patience. Can I get an amen there? That is... I'm like, Lord, are you sure you meant to put that in the fruit of the Spirit? He always says yes every time I ask him. His answer never changes. Kindness. Kindness. That doesn't mean being nice and being fake. I smiled at you today, but I really want to punch you in the face. No, that's not kind. Kindness comes from the inside. Kindness. Goodness. I mean, goodness, hello. It's just good. That's God. He is good. Faithfulness. You're dependable. You know, to the people around you, you're depend- God can, God, you're faithful to the Lord. He can depend on you. How good is that when God's like, oh, I'm calling this person. Why do you think he called the Apostle Paul? He's like, he's dependable. He's faithful. I can call on him and he is going to serve me and preach the gospel throughout all nations. I want God, to, I want to be faithful like that. But I do love, joy, peace, patience. Gentleness. <laughs> The Lord says, do you struggle with that a little bit, Sarah? Sometimes. You know, because I thought thought being hard made you have authority. It doesn't. You know, I think I look back at myself and I'm thinking, you're the most broken girl. You know, acting tough. Whenever I see tough people, it just makes me almost smile. Like, oh my gosh, you need so many hugs. Right? Because real gentleness is when someone wants to come with you with anger... And you come back at them with love. They want to say terrible things about you, and then you say something good about you. I want to actually call Megan out because um, some people were talking to me, and they said, you know, she's a real great encourager online. If you watch any of her posts and follow her, she's always like, you can do it. This is awesome. And she's just really been an amazing encourager. So I just want to say God is watching that, and, and you have just really done that well. So thank you. I was just, I mean, I follow her posts, and I'm like, I, I can do this. I can get up this hill. Someone, I mean, for real, like, you know, sometimes you need someone to be like, you can do it. There's a candy bar at the top. No, sorry. <laughs> that was just a large thing. Uh, no, but, but thank you. So, but we, we, we can do that through the fruits. Wait, I missed one. But love, joy, peace, peace, kindness, goodness. Gentleness <laughs> and self-control. It is hard to control ourselves, isn't it? I think it's because we're busy trying to control everyone else. (laughs) Right? And we're thinking, that's why first children, sorry if you're a first child. You know, we pray that God heals all the things we messed up with you. 
because we're trying to control, make it all perfect for you. By the second, third, fourth child, you're like, I don't care if you eat off the floor. You know what? I don't care if you have clothes on. Like, did you eat? I don't care if you had cake for breakfast for the last month. I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, are you, you know what? It, you're fine. <laughs> because we realize we cannot, if you've had a child, you know I have no control over anything. <laughs> they tell you when you get up. I mean, they might control you when you get up, when you go to sleep. They are in your mind 24-7 the rest of your life. My daughter asked me, are you going to worry where I am at when I'm 30? Yes! Yes, I am! <laughs> where are you at? What are you doing? I'm in my bed sleeping because <laughs> I have to get up for work in the morning. <sighs> so, you know what? I just pray all this over you guys who have not yet been parents, and you'll get to experience that, and then you'll be like, that's, you know what? There we go. <laughs> but it tracks, you know, having the fruit of the Spirit is going to track that goodness, that favor, and that blessing. But if we sit there and we focus on bitterness and unforgiveness and sin and jealousy and rebellion, that will repel God's goodness. God's goodness won't stay present in that. And, and it's us moving out. God's goodness is there, and we're... Every time we unfree, we're pushing further out. Every time, you know, we're jealous, we're pushing ourselves out of that. But it's not God doing it. He doesn't do that to us. So we got to watch for it. We got to stay in it. We got to saturate ourselves in the goodness of God by putting our attitudes, our mindsets, our feelings in line with in line with the word which is truth. Not the it's not you know, the truth. It is the truth. That's the only truth is God's word. Anything that is contrary to there, I already know that's not true. It doesn't matter if it's been taught for generations. It doesn't matter, you know, if it is the majority. God's word is true. And he says, be full of the fruits of the spirit because that's who he is. So if we want the goodness and favor to be saturated in it, overflowing, then that's where we need to be. So even when things are rough and it looks hopeless, you know what? God is good. God is good. Even among loss, do you know that God is good? So I like to talk to God when I'm driving. Does anyone else do that? I like to do that. And I actually have a recording on my phone because I like to record what I say to the Lord and how he responds to me. Because I can go back and say, whoa, God, I asked you this, this day, and you show me this. So a few weeks ago, I was doing this, and I was just thinking and talking to God. I wasn't really having a bad day, but I was thinking, you know, because I'm going to work, and, and you know, I, I clean these cottages for these people, and these are, you know, sometimes two, three, four, five million dollar homes. And these people generationally have had, you know, this type of, you know, money and, and things like that. And they're all, I've, I've never had someone that has been rude to me or the nicest people. So nothing with that. But I was just driving to that. And I, I said, Lord, I said, why, why did we have to spend season poverty? Why did we go through such lack at times? I said, we loved you. We served you faithfully. 
And God said, it was just really, really awesome because God said, in that you got to experience a level of compassion for the poor that many don't get to experience. And you learn to trust me. That is goodness. That the Lord said, even when it felt terrible, I gave you something that is so much more valuable because he's so good. So then I kept going. (laughs) And I said, Lord, why did I have to go? Like, there's a few times in my life I've had extreme sickness. I said, why did I have to go through these type of sicknesses when my natural health didn't even line up with that? You know, I go for my physical, they're like, you're like one of the healthiest people ever. You know, my doctor's always like, I don't know, I know how, but you are like, what is going on? And I'm like, why did, Lord, why did I have to go through these terrible health struggles in my life? And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, because you got to experience my healing. And I thought, that's the goodness of the Lord. Of course, I did not stop. The Lord made me, and I ask a lot of questions, but he gave me a child that also asks a lot of questions. <laughs> so he he's like, and now you know how I feel. But then I, I thought about, you know, I was, tomorrow is two years from when I found out that my mom was not going to, that she was at the end of her life. And so I just started talking to the Lord, and, and I said, God, let why did I have to lose my brother the way I did? It was very traumatic, very um, extreme. And I said, Lord, why why did I have to be so involved with my mom's last months? Why did I have to be that? Why did it have to go like that? And God said that grief, God said the extent that you've experienced grief you also can experience love. And God brought me to a new understanding of empathy and compassion, and I can begin to love like God loves. And I thought, how good is that? If I only loved this much, and I was focused on just myself, that's not that's not great love. But man, when you when you have grief to such depths, that means you also have the capacity to love to those same, same depths. And I just thought, Lord, you're so good. Because God showed me the extent of his great love for me. So even in the times where I'm like, where is your favor? Where is your grace? Where is your comfort, Lord? The Lord said, it's right here, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you my great love for you. I can't say my job provided for me because God provided every job I've ever had. I can't say that I have wisdom because I have this high education and a bunch of letters behind my name because wisdom comes from the Lord. I can't say a doctor healed me because when people came together, I was dying and they came and they prayed and the Lord raised up my broken body. It's through the Holy Spirit that he gave me life. So to go through things, to experience such extreme goodness. All goodness comes from the Lord. He gave you the ability to work. He gave you the ability to understand knowledge. You know, he gave, if you're you're looking at doctors and stuff for healing, he gave the minds and, and the wisdom to those doctors. 
So even when you go to the doctor, that is the Lord healing you. You know why? Because the Lord gave them the wisdom and the understanding of how to administer, you know, medicine and different things to you. So still God. And I think you have more healing through a doctor that will glorify God, right? When they give God the glory. <laughs> I found that out, you know, when my kids, I get a lot of people who will say, your kids are awesome, this is this was just amazing, and they'll say different things, and I always say, it is not, <laughs> tell you the truth, it is the Lord. I don't know where, um, you know, where Lana had someone I talked to this week, and, you know, she's, um, she likes to, she likes to learn in education, like that's her, her thing, and they're like, I've just never met a child like this, and, and I'm like, you know, it's really not me. She's like, what do you guys do? And I'm like, I don't know. I said, I think it really has to do with just that we've raised her in the Lord, and, and he's given her all wisdom. So it's still God. Even if you're really smart, that is because the Lord <laughs> gave that to you. The rest of us. <laughs> but all joking aside, all goodness comes from the Lord. When things don't go our way, we have to start looking for the good things that God is doing. Okay, Lord, this and this and this happened. Show me a little glimmer of something good. Look for it. Look for the goodness. I'm sick. Great. I get to be healed. I think what I went through recently, and I was very sick, and I, with all of you guys praying for me, and, and things like that, and I look, and I'm like, what a testimony. I get to go out and be like, y'all saw me. I looked, I mean, for me, bag of bones. <laughs> I was not looking good. It definitely was not, you know, Instagram-worthy day. Um, but I look, and I thought, I got to be healed. I got to experience the healing when they're like, we're not doing nothing for you. Nothing can help you. People came in and prayed. Boom. That All that glory goes to God. So even when it looks bad, I thought, you know what? I get the healing of the Lord in this. I'm poor. That means I have the, guess what, there's lots. The poorer I am, the more room I have to be blessed. <laughs> the more I have to trust God in. I'm grieved I can understand the depth of love. And Romans 8.28 says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives, every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good, for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Every single detail. That's woven together for his good. So even in the midst of where it's like, this is rough right now, Lord. The Lord's like, I'm weaving that in to good. I'm taking those rough patches and I'm bringing them in to the goodness. It's going to bring testimony. Wait till you see what I do with that. God's not done with you. God is not done with you. Some of you are like, I've served you a lot, Lord, and I just want to sit in like the rest area. When's that come? Like, where is the peace of the Lord? Come on, can I like that area. Like, maybe you're older and you're like retired and you're like, you know, I just want to sit and bask in the word and the Lord's like, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Because God's not done with you. It's not like one dose, like you get saved, it's done, everything's good, you, you call on the name of Jesus, that's it. He's like, oh, that's the beginning, that's the beginning of your new life. That is just the beginning. That is not the end of your new life. That is 
the beginning. It's not done. God wants to continue to cover you in favor and grace. He is still active. If you are on this earth, guess what? He is still active in your life. He still has a plan and a purpose for you. If you are on this earth and you are breathing, your purpose is still here. It's not in heaven yet. Even if it feels like everything is messy, God knows how to work those things out for good. Even when we make mistakes, God's like, oh, it's okay, we can figure it out this way. Oh, you made a wrong turn. He's like, just make, you know what? We'll just go around the block again. It's all right. We'll get you there because I'm going to make that bad turn turn into a right turn. Because he knows how to work things out for good. We got to stay in his presence. We got to stay in his goodness. Because you know what? We don't have all the answers. He does. And if we stay there, we're going to, we're going to receive the goodness of God. So I'm just going to finish with this. Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Don't worry if you don't have it all together. Don't worry if you've made mistakes even just today. If you said something or thought something. You know, we're all at different places in our walk with the Lord. It's whether we're still walking with the Lord. That is that is what we need to look at. It doesn't matter. God's like, you might be here walking with me, but you're still walking with me. Don't pull yourself away. Don't be a repellent and start walking a different way. You walk with the Lord, and it says that he is got to be confident that he is going to create a good work in Christ Jesus. Amen. So I'm just going to pray.